guys and welcome to horror buzzed i'm one of your hosts wyatt joined with our co-host sunny i apologize for my voice i am recovering from sickness i've been sick all week was it covid no i got tested and it wasn't covid it was i guess it's just a cold or something dude i have like not a fever i get hot and then my like my allergies my sore throat it's horrible. I felt like I was overheating it all week at work. Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yes. And I'm also sorry to our very few listeners, all 32 of you, um, <laughs> that we've been gone for six months. Um, now, I've been in the process of uh, adapting to a new state because I've moved out of sunny California. And now I'm in the little in sunny Arizona bowels of hell, the bowels of hell known as Arizona. Um, I'm here for university. My entire family, aside from, of course, Sonny and his side of the family, moved here. Um, I fucking hate it. Anyway, <laughs> I've been adapting to living here. I don't have any privacy. I'm going away to university in four weeks, so I will be able to record a lot more often. But it's four weeks away already. Four weeks away, sir. Four weeks you, away. You start dorming, or yeah, until I move into my uh, my dorm. Okay, and that's quick. Oops, I burped. That's that's fine. <laughs> no one cares. Um, yeah, so obviously you guys know the deal. Uh, Sunny and I talk about um, horror movies, cryptids, um, scary stories, and we drink while doing it. So, of course, Sunny never starts drinking until the beginning of the recording. Um, and I am already three vodka soda deeps. Okay, uh, wait. Vodka sodas deep. There we go. That's the you can tell. Okay. Today we're dishing on lesbian lovers, a lot of nosebleeds, two second sex scenes, corky drug users, and the brutal slaying of children. We're talking the Fear Street trilogy, based on R.L. Stein's novels of the same name. So Arl Stein's original run of Fear Street lasted ten years between nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety nine, but it was revived in two thousand five and again in twenty fourteen. The series in total is composed of 17 novels, if you can call them that. Yeah. So when it says it ran for those years, it's just the books, right? Goosebumps or Goosebumps Fear Street or whatever? Or was it a movie or so? Okay. So Fear Street was his, uh, was a series of books. Um, And it's different from Goosebumps. So Fear Street, um, for those of you wondering, was targeted towards the. the young teenagers so like from 13 to 15 so that's why these books have a little bit more of adult content there's um, references to sexual conduct it's a little bit bloodier than goosebumps which was made for kids kids yeah 
I didn't realize actually until right there until I was watching it and I saw like it was kind of brutal. And I was like, this is kind of brutal for Goosebumps. And then I was like, oh, I was like, well, Fear Street is probably, like you said, for older people, you know? Yeah, Fear Street is definitely, um, <laughs> definitely different from Goosebumps. Um, <laughs> not to be confused. There's no slappy, there's nothing like that. Yeah, there's no camp counselors boning after smoking some uh, doobie, you know, in Goosebumps. Mm. Okay, so fun fact. 20th Century Fox actually wanted to develop the Fear Street trilogy before uh, Netflix purchased it. Now, obviously, we have the summer trilogy event of Fear Street with Netflix. But I would have much rather had Fear Street than Goosebumps, if you understand what I'm saying. They're just... The Goosebumps movies with Jack Black are just god awful. I, no, I never watched them. I loved Goosebumps. I like the show, the I movie, loved, the little show. Loved the show, and then just the movies with Jack Black just like ruin it. Like it's better to do something different, you know, which is good. The Fear Street, I was shocked. I did like both of them so far. You didn't like them? No, I did like them. Oh, oh, okay. You said I didn't like both of them so far. Oh, I, was, I, I meant to say I, I was shocked that I did like both of them so far. Awesome. I, I really like them, too, though. I do think that they could have done a little bit more with their um, R ratings. It felt mm. a little bit like I want to say it felt like PG-13, but there was sex scenes and there was yeah. blood. But it didn't feel like a full throttle rated R movie to me. Yeah, I mean, the killing was brutal, though. Especially in the second part. I mean, in the first part too. The bread, the bread, the bread, the bread cutter scene. Kate, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Okay, well, we're jumping ahead. So yeah. Um. Okay, so Fear Street it's Part One. It's a trilogy, right? It's a trilogy, yes. But guys, uh, at the time of recording, only 1994 and 1978 have come out. So those are the only two that we're going to be talking about at the moment. Yeah, so Fair Street 1994 sets up the entire series. So you can't really watch these movies out of order or just on their own. You need to watch all of them in order to understand. It's kind of like a mini uh, TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a fun fact for you guys, it did get an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 64% on the audience score. I don't know who these audience people are because this movie was really good. I at least would have given it an 85%. It was decent. It was, it picked up right away, you know, it wasn't slow. Or... So, uh, just so you know, um, what we're getting into here, um, the Fear Street 1994 was actually based off of one of the novels that set up most of the premise for the movie. It, it pulls from a few of them, but um, primarily it comes from Fear Street Cheerleaders, the first evil. So despite not being based on one specific book, Fear Street Part 1 1994 draws heavily from the first book, Fear Street Cheerleaders. When Shadyside newcomers, Corky and Bobby Corrigan, Join the cheer squad. Bad things start to happen after an accident at a nearby Fear Street cemetery. It's up to the sisters to stop the mysterious killer while trying to stay alive themselves. And much like in the first evil, the protagonists in part one, 1994, have an accident involving a bus that leads to the cheerleader Samantha Fraser bleeding on top of Sarah Fear's grave. Eventually, Sam is possessed by an evil spirit and turns murderous because of it. However... 
The first evil, Seraphir, isn't a vengeful spirit that died after being accused of witchcraft in the 1600s. The book's version of Sarah is a vengeful spirit bound to her best friend's body after a tragic identity switch in the 1800s. Now, what does that mean exactly? I have no fucking idea. It's very similar, so that's how we can tell that this uh, this book influenced the series, at least how everything started. And of course, we have um, Sarah Fear. Yeah. So the first part is based on the first evil. Yes. Or more or less loosely. Yeah, there were a couple homages to a few other books. Actually, in the opening scene of the movie, 1994, with the book teller, um, the book that the really rude stepmom is purchasing Mm -hmm. is actually one of R.L. Stein's books in the Fear Street series. Um, I think it's called Wrong Call, uh, which doesn't really influence the series very much but it is a really fun cameo and mm, actually strike. yeah there's an entire shelf um that isn't <laughs> that has a lot of the fear street books but they're not they're not labeled fear street and they don't have rl stein as the author they actually have his full name robert lawrence so it says mm. robert lawrence as the author so Let's talk about 1994. Are we going to talk about what happens or just our thoughts? Because I know the audience, I don't want to like spoil a lot of it, you know? Fair warning, everyone. There will be spoilers in this episode. Um, so if you're looking for a spoiler-free review, look elsewhere. And I've read a lot of articles on the movie. I don't see any without spoilers. Good luck. So Fear Street, part one. 1994 stars Olivia Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Kiana Madarina, Ashley Zuckerman, and Stranger Things' Maya Hawk. Set in the mysterious town of Shadyside in 1994, we follow the lives of five high school outcasts just after the tragic slayings of the resident mall rats. We have lesbian star-crossed lovers, Dina and Sam, who broke up following the divorce of Samantha's parents, which forced her to move to the Stepford picture-perfect Sunnyvale, leaving Dina feeling betrayed and abandoned. Left in the arms of her overachieving and stoned best friends, Simon and Kate, Dina is rallied to confront her ex at the high school vigil for the victims of a school mass killer, which for some reason takes place in Sunnyvale where everyone hates Shadyside. <laughs> After a heated interaction between our heroines, the rival high school breaks into fisticuffs. (laughs) On the bus back to Shadyside, shining star Kate is rallying fellow shittysiders against Sunnyvale's classist and potentially racially charged attacks, which apparently isn't over. Their bus is being chased down by a car full of Sunnyvalers and Sam. All those in the car are wearing a skull mask to intimidate the teenagers. This results in our lead, Dina, throwing an igloo of Gatorade and the entire igloo after one of our many first nosebleeds leading to the pursuers to crash into the woods. And thus begins the terror of Fear Street. Yes. So after that, from what I understand, is when they crash into the the grave or whatever, where they find the hand, right? They don't find the hand. Um, or they, they find the grave. 
that yes, they find And she bleeds on it. Yeah. After our second nosebleed people. Yeah. So is it like when they're close to that that section, like they just start bleeding? Because I noticed that too, their nose starts it's like the bitch wants them to bleed on her on her on her burial site. That, that comes later in like part two with the description of that but the only problem i have with that is that dina's nose is the only one that starts bleeding kate's nose doesn't bleed and neither does anyone else on the bus that we know mm. of at least so it mm. doesn't really make sense but yes you're correct do they know automatic well they know about sarah fear right like the whole curse and whatever do they they know of her because it's in um it's a local it's like language. the toko yeah the the myth or whatever Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to like re go back into that scene because I'm I'm mostly thinking of 78 right now because I just kind of briefly skimmed well, it. It's it's a great it's a great thing that I literally just finished rewatching 1994. Oh, you did? <laughs> I sure fucking did. Um, so when they crash, Sam crawls out of the car, nose mm-hmm. bleeding. She touches her nose, and her hand accidentally enters the red moss, which mm-hmm. covers the grave of Sarah Fear. Yeah. And upon her blood touching Sarah Fear's bones, she has visions of Sarah Fear and then contracts the curse. On comes uh, ex-girlfriend Dina trying to make sure she's okay. We get our first our first and I believe only no our our first of two uh, homophobic slurs in this movie. Um she is called the dyke. dyke yeah yeah and of course her friends come telling her let's go we don't need to take care of this bitch she broke up with you she's not worth it let's go so at this point they don't know about the curse they don't know like what, what's gonna happen <laughs> they, yeah they don't know what happened but they just know a car crash happened yeah. um briefly i want to catch up on our body cam here so so far in the film um we have Four people who are who are dead, um, who died in the opening scene. So we have Heather, who is played by Stranger Things star Maya Hawke. Heather gets killed in the opening scene after being chased by a man in a skull mask, which is later to be revealed to be Ryan. The teen is working at the mall during closing hours, and she is stalked and eventually stabbed to death on the mall floor. Now, what's interesting to me about this is that Maya was chosen um, as an homage to Drew Barrymore in Scream. So the director chose a young It actress just to kill her off immediately, just like Wes Craven did in Scream. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that the director of 1994 in all of the first streets is actually married to the director and one of the writers for uh, Stranger Things. So this series was actually being developed at the same time as the last season of Stranger Things. So mm-hmm. they both shared this actress and they knew you're going to make her famous and then I'm going to kill her off. So who did she play in Stranger Things? Heather, the book clerk. No, no, but who does she play in Stranger Things? Oh, oh, in Stranger Things. I don't know. I don't want Stranger Things. Don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't watch it either. I only saw the first two seasons. I haven't watched any but the first 20 minutes of the first episode, and I said, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, next, so next kill was what? The next kill was Ryan, the skull, 
the school mass killer. While he just stabbed Heather in the chest, he is immediately shot by uh, the sheriff in the head. So my question, my real question, not that how he died, but how did he start killing first? Was he cursed? So, um, right. That's what, did they ever explain that? Uh, I understood it because I watched the movie three times. Um, <laughs> so when he's talking to Heather briefly, so guys, Heather and Ryan are friends, which I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Heather was asking Ryan for a ride home. And he said, yeah, great, whatever. And then they both turned around go to their stores to go to their stores to finish closing. And then Ryan hears whispering of his name, Ryan. And he turns around and says, what? And Heather says, I didn't say anything. That was mm-hmm. Sarah Fear talking to him. So he, he had probably already seen her. No. Or so got Sarah the blood Fear, or... Nope. Sarah Fear... Um, so there's two different things going on in the movie. Sarah Fear picks random shady siders to become murderers and kill their peers and those that they love um, throughout the decades just mm-hmm. because they don't have to touch your bones or anything. She just does that because of a curse on the land that I'm sure will be explained in 1666. And then what Samantha's experiencing is this separate thing. It's a separate curse for disturbing her grave. Mm. Well, damn. <laughs> <It's busy. laughs> yeah, I mean, because at first I didn't really pick that up till right now, the whole, the Ryan thing, because he, like you said, I did re- remember when he called back, he's like, he heard someone calling him. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess there, there it is. You, you ain't even got to bleed on a bitch. It's great. And she still won't get you. Yeah, you don't need to bleed on her. You just need to be unfortunate enough to be <laughs> caught by her. <laughs> yeah, not damn. So, immediately after they shoot him, it goes to like the school, right, or the follow up or whatever happened. The shady siders, sunny Valers, just mocking it up as another people going crazy. So immediately after the killing of Ryan, we meet Dina, our protagonist, um, as she is writing a note to her ex, Sam, and saying, hey, Sam, go to hell. Fuck off. Love, Dina, as she's writing a note to go with the mixtape she made her. Or them, because at this point, we do not have any pronouns for Sam. And then we see as she's cleaning up beer cans from her alcoholic absentee father, we see the news broadcasting in the background talking about the brutal slayings. And then we go to her little brother, Josh, in the basement, who, by the way, his room is fucking lit. I want his bedroom. Um, he is on an AOL chat room. Throwback. I, I want to know who that is he's talking to. I don't think we ever will know. Maybe it's Sarah Fear. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe <laughs> I bitch got the internet now too, but yeah, he's talking to someone. He's He's talking talking to someone. Queen something. Yeah, he's talking to someone, and I hope they it pays off, you know. But I doubt it will, like you said. I mean, we revisited it. uh, We revisited it later. Um, Anyway, so he's talking to this girl about the slings, and oh, I'm assuming it's a girl. Her name is Queen. And they're talking about how they think it's Sarah Fear, the legend of a witch that was hanged in 1666, who put a curse on the land of um, what is to become Shadyside. At the time, it was called Union. 
and he is quickly disturbed by his sister. Okay, first of all, in this scene, I want to say that I was really nervous because he had a blanket covering himself and the computer, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is he doing? I don't want to see what the fuck is under his blanket. Thankfully. He was just chatting. He was just chatting, which, of course, we know can sometimes go someplace else, but thank god it was just talking about the brutal, bloody corpses that were found at the local shopping center. Well, we were introduced to Dina, and his name is what? I'm sorry. Josh. I always forget. I'm really bad with names. He's really unrememberable. I, I, that's one of the complaints <laughs> about his character. So at this point, we arrive at the school. We have Dina s- singing a very sad song in her head about how no one will ever love her as she sees all the couples holding hands, and they're all heterosexual couples at this point. And she interrupts a couple that's making out in front of her locker and a boy in a hoodie with a fucking knife is we have a close-up of this knife as he walks down the hallway and i was like oh no fucking like this dude is gonna fucking kill somebody oh my god and then he stabs the fucking locker of heather the girl who died in the opening scene and writes carves r.i.p into it i'm just i i I don't know if it's a generational thing that <laughs> we're just fucking traumatized by white guys in hoods with weapons. <laughs> and then we meet her best friend, Kate, who is fucking beautiful. I'm yeah, she's sorry. very pretty. She is so gorgeous. And of course, we see her little brother, Josh, swooning over her in the hallway. How stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Little brother has a crush on big sister's best friend. And then we go to the bathroom, the girls' room, where there appears to be spray paint, which I will bring up later on because I'm a little bit confused about the explanation for the spray paint, which we do get. So we have best friends Simon and Kate in the girls' bathroom. And uh, Simon, who, by the way, is fucking hot. I love him. And I looked it up, people. He's 25. It is okay for me to think he's hot. (laughs) He is? Yes. The actor is 25 years old, and he is delicious. That is one part I had a problem with, because they're all young kids, and there's some scenes that I was like, "Um, this is kind of weird for me, you know? But... That's where I get the actors are older, at least. (laughs) Of course. And obviously, we have not seen Euphoria, Sonny. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. If you want to talk about inappropriate ages for current scenes, you should watch Euphoria, because that shit is nasty. (laughs) No. Yeah, this one, I was like, I mean, because, I mean, I was, like, we watched Friday the 13th, you know, they're camp counselors, they're fucking around. You know those are teenagers, too, right? They're, like, 17. That's what I was... They just play... But I didn't, yeah, it didn't realize it to me. These, the the Fear Street, I was like, these are, like, teenagers. They're, like, little kids. And they're, like, showing them messing around on screen. (laughs) They're our age. Yes, but they're portraying younger people, so I just felt weird. It was just weird, but it's good that the actors are older. Yes, anyway. so How old is the actor who played... I'm trying to think. What's his name? Not Peter. Nick, you're not talking about No. Peter. Young Nick Good? Nick Good. Okay, we're not oh. going to talk about Nick Good yet. Okay, we're going to talk about Nick Good. In the, I'm not in the first part. He's not in the first part. He does yeah, come out. young yet, version But of he's him. not cute in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sweet Chris. 
Okay. Okay, Sonny. You're a white man's whore. We get it. <laughs> the young Nick is like me too. All right, guys. You're getting your fix of us being horny gay single men right now. <laughs> um, so we meet Simon and Kate in the bathroom, and Simon is taking out what he calls the candy store from the vent above one of the stalls, which is a box full of dragas. I guess this is when Dina discovers that her friend Kate is dealing again. So I guess this is the thing she used to do. And she proclaims that she is doing it to save money to go away to college. Kate is joking around with Dina, telling her, oh, you know, it was the witch. It was Sarah Fear that killed those people. And Dina's like, oh, not you too. Oh, God, I'm getting this from my brother. And then Kate quickly responds like, I'm just joking. You know, we really don't believe in the witch, right? And then we have Dina shoving a box of relationship keepsakes at Kate, telling her, can you give this to Sam Sam. when you go to the vigil? And Kate says, I'm not getting in the middle of your ex-drama. You come, and then we understand that Dina quit her final extracurricular, which was banned, so she wasn't going to go, but Kate and Simon convince her to go, yada, 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 and then we're at the vigil. Okay, and we see the mayor, Mayor Good, um, talking about how sad he is for Shadyside, their neighbors, and all we have here are a bunch of teenagers that are forced to be there. And they the, don't the, want the to jocks be. and the band people. Jocks, band, and cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. And we see Dina looking over at Sam. And we get a close-up on this football player. He's slim. He's tall. He's groping this cheerleader, grabbing her ass. And then we see Dina running away, sitting in a hall, fidgeting. She shoves a mixtape into her pocket from this little shoebox she's going to give her ex, Sam. And she's playing with a lighter. And then we have Sam. Sam walks up, and we have Dina turn her head to look at Sam. And it is revealed. Sam is the cheerleader, not the football player. Dun, 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 lesbian. <laughs> I'm going to say something. You're probably going to get out of the way. But anyways, so I was watching Fear Street all day. I was waiting for something to come out, you know, that I was going to shock me. And I was like, oh, nothing's happening. Like, nothing, everything's normal. Mm-hmm. And then they pan over and show Sam the girls. Like, oh, here it is. But I didn't mind it. I liked it. I liked Dina and I liked Sam. I was like, okay. Really? Yeah. See, I felt... I knew it was coming just because there were no pronouns for Sam. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's going to be a girl. It's going to be a girl because they're being so weird about not saying him. Yeah. They have a little ex-lovers quarrel. They have a spat there. And it ends when Dina... First of all, I love the scene. Dina felt a little bit like an abuser, a little bit aggressive when she was like, who is that fucking guy groping you, Sam? Grabbing your fucking ass, huh? <laughs> Peter! His name is Peter, okay? <laughs> and then she shoves the box into her stomach. And we pan back to the football teams. And they're just duking it out because Peter was a fucking asshole. 
and said that we should just burn down all of shitty side. And then the chaos abrupts, and then we see beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous Simon dressed as the witch, the mascot. Which, by the way, I would love to have a witch for my high school mascot. I had the fucking yeah. Highlanders. How that old school. He it's like the sunny the side place. witches, and then the other ones are are they devils Sh- or shady side witches, shady sunny veil devils. Oh, okay. So uh, we have Simon who hit Peter in the back of the head with a little broom, and then he chases after him after calling him pussy. Which, by the way, pussies are stronger than peanut. So um, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Peter! You misogynistic, racist asshole. Um, oh. <laughs> I fucking can't stand Peter. Okay. Comes out in like five minutes. I I hate him, and I love what happens to him. So we have, uh, it was one of the football players accidentally. I'm saying accidentally. I don't know. Hits Kate in the fucking face, <laughs> and then we have Kate in the bus, rallying her fellow shitty siders, saying to retaliate. Yeah, and they're like, what are we going to do to him? She said, kill him. We're going to kill them. <laughs> I don't know. No, you ain't. Yeah, in, your high, in your cheerleader outfit or whatever you, whatever you got on. You ain't going to kill that one. With her little high ponytail. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what exactly she had in mind by killing them, but. That's where everything just starts going bad. That's where shit goes down. We have the igloo that hits the car. It crashes. Then we get the blood on the grave and starts the curse. So this next part that I really want to talk about is what happens to the asshole Peter. He's our next death. And he gets stabbed through the fucking chest while being an absolute asshole after calling our beloved Dina a dyke again. Oh, it was great. Enough. It was great to see that fistful fucking knife just through his fucking chest. The asshole after he was smirking to himself about Sam sucking his dick. Oh. Well, anyways, so after the 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 bus scene, they crash. Sam gets she sees a witch, so she's marked or whatever. The skull guy. They go to the hospital, right? They take Sam to the hospital. The skull mask killer kills Peter there. And then at that point, did they already know, like, or do they, are they still yet to figure out what they need to do? Well, before they went to the hospital, Dina went to the hospital with her friends because she thought Peter was um, harassing them. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. He thought, when, they thought he was, like, messing with them. Yeah. It's only when Peter dies does Dina say, holy fuck, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Oh, because we forgot to mention that. Ryan, well, that reveal, remember that Ryan is still alive killing people. Yes. So the skull mask killer um, is back. It was, he was harassing Dina and her friends. Um, I also want to say there is a babysitting scene that really, I really love because it's um, certain part of it is reminiscent of Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, which is one thing that this movie does really well is that there's a lot of homages to classic 80s horror but there's a school mask killer he's back they think it's peter and then uh, when they go to the hospital to confront sam and tell her to tell peter to stop messing with them peter dies and they're like oh fuck it's not peter and while they're running away from him dina pushes him over his mask falls off and it's revealed that it is in fact ryan torres with the gunshot wound in the head the gun the gunshot 
wound in the, to the chest or whatever it was. <laughs> it was in his, it was in his forehead. Uh-huh. Um, Brian Torres, the school mass killer, who has been dead <laughs> and in the fucking ground, is there. So they load into the back of an ambulance. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to the fucking car keys. The ambulance feels really unnecessary to me, but they're in the fucking ambulance <laughs> and they drive away. Okay, so at yeah. the hospital, we have Peter who died. Okay, so Peter was died. Uh, he was an asshole. He deserved it. He was um, stabbed in the back through the chest. And then we have Nurse Eddie slash Nurse Betty, who was killed because he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Skull mask slits his throat. We also have the front desk lady who was killed. She was found dead under the desk. She was not killed on scene, though. So I don't know if we should count her in part of the body count. They immediately go to Sheriff Good at the sheriff station. Now, Sonny, you can talk about your your Mr. Good. Well, Mr. Good doesn't play a big role in this this one you know he's kind of like they this people of the the town have like a like a they don't really care for the cops because they lie to them you know like they'll try to like cover what actually happened because i guess maybe the cops don't believe them like, or whatever you mean like all police uh, anyways uh good though he there's a scene where he goes to a house and he leaves a note where it says it's happening again right did they establish right then and there who it was or no because that's all i really remember well, from him in that movie okay you're jumping a little bit ahead um so after dina and sam go to the police station to tell them that the dead ryan school mm. killer has killed people at the hospital they're kind of being laughed at thinking that oh yeah they don't believe them yeah, they're thinking that they're fucking around being stupid teenagers. And they get a distress call at the hospital. So the sheriff's like, all right, I'll go check it out. And then we have, we flash back to the ambulance, where which is waiting in the back with Kate, Simon, and Josh. Mm-hmm. And Simon t- removes himself from the group saying he has to go piss. For some reason, he decides to piss on a window. Um, so he's pissing on the window of some store and he hears singing. We always hurt the ones we love. And he turns over and sees a girl further down the blocks, leaning against the light pole, sitting down and being a horny little bisexual bastard. (laughs) He walks up to her. And, you know, he's trying to flirt with her being like, hey, what's up, girl? And when he touches her and then she looks up and her face is slashed. And he's like, what the fuck? And then immediately she cuts his his um, Achilles heel, which, ow, I don't know how the fuck he functions for the rest of the movie. And she tackles him in the middle of the street. She's trying to kill him. And Dina, who stole a gun from the cops, <laughs> shoots Ruby Lane, who is one of the killers, uh, in the head, which leads us to our next death. So Ruby Lane is kind of already dead when Dina shoots her, but a kill's a kill. And... Ruby Lane is pretty much like the skull mask killer. They can obviously be killed, but they are not really they're already dead kind of already, right? Yeah, so she's one of the killers from the past that Sarah Fear has brought back. Manipulated or whatever. Exactly. And she was kill- trying to kill Simon. She gets her in the head and then Simon runs and they get back in the ambulance, yada 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 yada. And from there it's pretty much the the finale of the movie, right? The grocery store and how it ends. 
No. Okay, see this? <laughs> the movies are long. They're not like... Well, they're like an hour 40, I think. Yeah, that's a normal length for a film. Yeah, I guess, but they felt really long to me for some reason. There's they so much... dense with information. Yeah, there's so much, like, scenes that happen, you know? Like, I mean... But, okay, so then after that, the hospital scene... They I remember, yeah, Ruby Lou, they go back to the high school? They go back to the high school. Um, after they oh, yes, them, yes, 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 yes. The yes, yes. going after Samantha. Sam. The rest of them. Yeah. Oh, so no. <laughs> and then we have our our little sexy, sexy scenes. Yeah. When we're um, trying to wash Sam's blood off of them so they wouldn't be sensed by the killers. And okay, one thing I want to talk about. Yes, we have Adina and Sam that have their little lesbian steamy thing. We have Simon who masturbates to himself in the mirror, which he's hot. I get it. Um, but what I don't like is Kate and Josh. It feels very gross and statutory. Like, I know they're both kids, but like, still, it feels really fucking wrong. I mean, I guess. But it all felt wrong to me watching it. I was just like, oh, okay. I'm glad it was short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be some, like, Netflix or HBO scene. And I was like, oh, my Lord. But no, when it was Kate's quick. Kate's just like, Josh, Come I don't want to go alone. You're all a bitch in the door open. like, Josh, can you help me check my back? Oh, Josh, <laughs> to help me, you have to look at me. And then he like, does a fucking little look up and then he stops at her white cherry, her little white panties with a bunch of little cherries on them. I'm like, girl, you're at the age where your brown panties should match already. Come on. She's um, so pretty. <laughs> and then they start fucking kissing, which makes me yeah. really uncomfortable. And then she said they only got to second base. Um, but still, any base with that child is too many. <laughs> So then we have them setting their trap for the resurrected killers, which um, we did miss a scene here where they went back to the highway and they were trying to put the bones to rest um, and it didn't work. And then the Camp Nightwing killer came after them. Mm. Um, And then they went to the high school. Sorry, guys. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot that happens in the 140. There is a lot that happens, but also I am three vodka sodas deep, so that's that's that. Um, they set a trap for the killers. They put Samantha's blood in with some sort of like water or cleaning solution and mop it across the high school to attract the killers, to lead them to the girls' bathroom, and it works. The killers run into the bathroom. Sam gets out they through an it. air vent. And then they shut the door, tie it with the rope, and light it on fire. And I think they poured some sort of borax and alcohol in there, some chemistry shit. And they exploded the killers. And they went in there to put out the fire for some reason, like Good Samaritans. Um, I would have just let the ice go burn. <laughs> um, and we see that the killer's bloody guts that are all over the place are starting to come back together. They're healing. They're reconstituting themselves. So they run away down to some sort of classroom. And they, my queen, Kate, says, well, we're not fucked. We're not in danger. Sam is. 
And I said, let's just put Sam in the hallway and let it all be over with. <laughs> and of course, Dina is literally the only person in protest because that she's like, hey, I just yeah, that's my this girlfriend again. <laughs> Quiet. These are teenagers. But they did. <laughs> Anyways, they literally they... show her fingering her. Well, they cut it off, so they don't show it. Anyways, <laughs> let me wrap this part up real quick. They are about to throw the bitch into the hallway. They pull her back in, so they figure out that there might be another way, right? Where there was yes. the girl from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, and from 1978 in Camp Nightwing, C. Berman, who supposedly was cursed, died, and then was resuscitated. So they thought, if we kill Sam, bring her back, the curse will end, right? Yes. So then we run to the grocery store for some fucking reason. I think because there's a pharmacy in there, maybe. But these kids also have drugs everywhere, so I don't know why they didn't just go back to the bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> We go to the grocery store <laughs> where Simon works and he's the employee of the month for like six months. All the months. <laughs> yeah. Um, Me at the bakery. Oh I'm playing the month. I'm playing the month. <laughs> that was oh so God. funny when I saw that little the grocery store when he's just like May, June, July. All of it. Um, so they come up with a plan to um, Kate uses her special drug dealer skills here to come up with a cocktail that will kill um that will kill Sam. Sam. And then they have a plan to resurrect her with EpiPens. Um, and they readily sacrifice themselves for her by putting her blood on them to distract the killers, which doesn't make sense because literally two seconds ago they were going to let the bitch die. So the group splits up. And the first kill that we get is unfortunately Kate. After defending Dina and Sam, what are the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry, I'm having snacks. I'm having my beef jerky. Okay. Go on. We have our first death after Kate defends Dina and Sam with a can of hairspray and a lighter, which is pretty badass. Against yeah. the skull face killer. She is struggling with the skull face killer. Dina and Sam have to run away, and she did not finish taking the pills, so they have to come up with another plan. In the meantime, we have Kate <laughs> struggling with the skull face killer, and we have the most brutal and best, yet most sad death of the mm-hmm. entire movie. Kate, for some reason, ends up in the bakery section. Um, yeah. And her uh, her demise after being suffocated in a fucking cake, mind you. So she has <laughs> frosting all over her face. Yeah, poor thing. She, her head is shoved into a bread electric slicer. Bed, bread slicer. Mm-hmm. So her her head is sliced. In like what seven pieces or some shit? Uh, I don't know. So sad. It's, it's really fucking sad. Yeah. And then we have. Um, Josh and Simon running away from their individual killers and then Simon is met with an axe in the head um, which made me especially sad Um, and we flash over to Dina and Sam. Dina is drowning Sam which she was a little too eager to grab that bitch's neck and drown her. I'm just gonna say it. (laughs) That's what I was laughing earlier because yeah I was like they went from pills to I'm just I'm gonna, gonna drown, drown this bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah, 
And I'm just like, how could she? Anyway, go on, go on. <laughs> she drowns this girl. She dies. Yay. The, uh, the, the killers. monsters disappear. Yeah, they disappear. Uh, Josh is okay. Sam's o- well, Sam's dead, but <laughs> uh, Dina's okay. And then we have Sam trying to revive Dina by stabbing her with the four mentioned EpiPins. It doesn't work. She goes Dina trying yada, to revive yada, Sam. Yada, yada. Yeah. Sam survives. And then we have them intertangled together um, in the bed after we talk to the police and they blame it on the poor shitty ciders, calling them drug addicts, whatever. Well, well, yeah, the cops do that because the, cops, yes. the girls are like, well, Dina's like, that's not who, like, what they were, you know, like, but yeah, she, she knows that they're going to, yes, they know they're going to blame them, like the scapegoat, like, oh, drug deal's gone bad or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so then, then we have the girls cuddling each other in bed after all of that happens. And we get a phone call from C. Berman, who they called earlier. Um, C. Berman tells them that it's not over yet, that Sarah Fear makes her own rules, that she's going to come for them any way she can. And then we're greeted with a, um, a random a stake. A steak in Dina's stomach at the hand of Sam. Oh, yeah. So Sam stabbed her. Um, <laughs> and she, they struggle to hit the floor, yada, yada, yada. Sam gets tied up with the phone cord, um, which I don't think that would hold when you're possessed by a witch, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it held. Yeah, I was like, wait, how is she being held? And I looked, I was like, look, she's being held by a 1990s phone wire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evan, they go to talk to C. Berman, yada, yada, yada. That leads into the next movie. The next part. Um, so, Sunny, I just want to take a second to talk about our favorite parts of this movie. Well, one quick fact. Berman, that last name, it's not a fun fact for, like, the audience, but for us, you know Nanama, right? Last, yeah, his last name is Berman, but it was originally Berman because... When she came, well, whoever first came over here from Germany? Mexico or, yeah, Germany, wherever, they had put, they had, I guess, not pronounced name Berman. 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 Yeah. Bitch, we ain't Nazis. Kind <laughs> of from the Nazis that fled. Anyways, they, I, I guess she pronounced, or they pronounced her name Berman, and these Americans can spell it, so they put Berman. So I thought that was nice. I like that. But my favorite part from from that movie, from 1994, I think, yeah, were Kate and Simon. I like them a lot. The characters or their deaths? No, the the characters. Yeah, I really enjoyed their characters. Um, And I didn't like their deaths. (laughs) But I knew it was going to happen. (laughs) You know, they made it that far, and I was like, really, bitch? I would have rather Samantha fucking dive in. Or at least just one of them, you know? Yeah, I thought maybe Simon would survive. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> bitch dead. Yeah. I mean, I like the 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 story of it, you know, because a lot of horror movies now are so, like, it's just replay, same shit, you know? Like, I like the whole, the myth of Seraphir and then the high school rivalries and all that stuff. It's It's a really fun movie. High school rivalry really pissed me off because it was really based on socioeconomic status, classism, yeah. and racism. Because if you look at it, all of the kids of color are in Shady Side. Mm-hmm. 
all of the white kids, with the exception of two, are Simon and Sam, but Sam's technically in Sunnyvale, are at Sunnyvale. Wait, Simon's in the other school? No, no, no. Simon is like the only white kid that goes to... Oh, that goes... Oh, okay. Yeah. I really feel like it's racially charged. I really want to see what 1666 does, like what it it was divided by, like if they... Well, they're going to... I think it's going to... It's going to... Because I see a lot of... uh, Well, I see Dina and then another um, black actress that comes out. So I'm thinking maybe Tachuba. You know how they did that with the... Okay, 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 Sunny. This is not... What is it called? Isn't it? No, it's in Ohio. 1666? Oh, it takes place in that... In that um, that city. It takes place in Ohio. Oh, so it's not going to be... It's more not, or less, but more or less like the same thing. Fiction. This is fiction. This is not going to involve the real Tichaba. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was. Okay, so my next favorite scene would really have to be the babysitting scene. I know we didn't talk about it very much, but we have Kate who is babysitting two twins and she has them um, putting drugs in individual <laughs> packets that she's going to sell. Uh-huh. And then we have... Ryan Torres, the school mass killer who breaks into the house and is sniffing Simon, Simon's shirt and also one of my favorite scenes because Simon is shirtless um, <laughs> he's hot I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm sorry he's hot, he's 25 I can think he's hot <laughs> anyways um, go on that's it, I just really like that oh wow Halloween. No, and he's hot. The babysitters, the babysitter killers, no, or something like that. It was the original title? Wasn't it babysitter killers? Yeah, babysitter murders. All right, guys, we at the time of recording have been recording for an hour and eight minutes so far. So we're going to deliver to you 1978 as a separate episode, and for now, we will deliver to you our horror news. So what I have for you guys here is Terrifier 2 has wrapped in filming and editing and they're being shopped around for a distributor. I'm super excited for Art the Clown and see what disturbing kills he comes up with next. We also have the Scream Arrival that has wrapped in editing. So we're just waiting for that to debut. I have that Netflix acquired a a survival game horror movie called Cursor, which is starring Robert England. He's voicing someone in there? It's it's a movie. Oh, a movie. I thought it was a video game. (laughs) It's a survival game horror movie, so I think it's similar to The Hunt. Um, But it stars Robert England. Next, I have new episodes of Ghost Adventures are premiering July 22nd, which is really close to when you guys will be listening to this. I'm super excited. I love Zach Vegans. I love Ghost Adventures. I watch it all day, every day. Um, Next, Popcorn Frights will be one of the first film festivals in South Florida to take place in theater since the start of the pandemic. And they've just announced their first wave of programming for all of you Floridians. On July 10th and July 17th, I'm super excited about this. Author Grady Hendrix, he has written a few of my favorite books, is celebrating slasher cinema in honor of the launch of his new book, The Final Girl Support Group, which I'm, I have pre-ordered. I'm so excited for it. 
the two-week event is dubbed Stabby Saturdays. And the novelist teams up with um, Shudder, and they're going to scream slasher double features on Shudder. Um, and they're going to interview people, uh, females in the industry, to hear what they have to say. So, like, Final Girls. Super excited about that. I love Grady Hendrix. But next, I have Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House has been confirmed to be part of Halloween Horror Nights 2021. Wow. I know. I never watched it, but that's Netflix, right? It's on Netflix, yes. And next, I have Danny Trejo, who has amazing tacos and great donuts in Los Angeles, (laughs) is going to play Killer Santa Claus for American Horror Stories on FX. And I, my final bit of horror news is the Bloober team and Lionsgate announced that their horror experience, Blair Witch, is now available for the Oculus mm, Rift. That's scary. Yeah, VR of the Blair Witch. No thanks. I don't want to do it. A Halloween trailer. Halloween kills. Everyone needs to watch it. But you know what I don't like about that trailer? Tell me. That they show every fucking thing. That's how all these trailers are now. They show Mm -hmm. everything. Like the whole burning of the house and how he gets out. We don't need to see that. Mm -hmm. They show it right in the fucking first 20 seconds of the trailer. (laughs) I was so pissed. It's like, I mean, it's nothing spectacular, you know? It's like, oh, wow. But it's like, they could have still saved it. That was my first complaint. The only really complaint I had in the the in 2018 they're so so much shit that they can save for the movie you know mm-hmm. but what was the other one i had Wyatt? i know i had another one damn 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 well why it's got you guys good <laughs> the horror news there's a lot there oh horror nights halloween horror nights that's big news that it is actually coming back this year because last year yeah. was closed. It, yeah, it's it's going to be back, um, I, at least right now, at the time of recording. Um, yeah. We're not really sure with this new Delta variant going around COVID-19. But as of the moment, Halloween Horror Nights is set to launch in September, and I am so stoked. I wonder what else they're going to do. Um, I know that Warner Brothers was supposed to come back in 2020, uh, Horror Made Here, and then after they took 2019 off to come up with a better event for 2020, um, and then they had to cancel again because of COVID. So I don't know if they're going to come back or not, but they should have had plenty of time to develop a really good event. (laughs) Oh, they're doing Beetlejuice. Oh. Horror Nights, right? I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, I know Florida, I think, is doing Beetlejuice. Oh, no, so then, then it's not going to be in Hollywood. But yes, that's a piece of horror news. Okay, well, Floridians get to have Beetlejuice. So that is it. So thank well, you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah. That is it. for. They're probably like, well, we got to go watch 1978 now from this amazing review of 1994. They're probably all over the place. But it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. So um, the next episode we're going to have is going to be um, a short, scary story. Um, And then after that, we're going to be talking about 1978 and then another scary story. And then we're going into the finale of the series. 
And this finale takes place in 1666, surprisingly. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, and this was Horror Buzz. Nom, 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 nom.